0: i had to clear that out okay yeah, yeah. um and this is anything for the podcast where anything and everything goes my name is chris i'm
1: willie and i'm
0: Memo. and on this episode we are brought to you by the famous shy hello shy and welcome to the podcast
2: hello hello it's good to be here good to see everyone uh i'm not yeah. really famous yet but uh, maybe yeah, one day we'll get mind. there all right as, as long as i'm famous in chris's mind then that's there we
1: go. That matters, <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> hey man that's currency you can't buy bro yeah, yeah
2: absolutely absolutely we've been yeah, friends a- for like 10 years now
1: That's a,
0: yeah, honestly, a little a little backstory uh i met uh isaiah in high school we were both in a uh, the cross country and track team uh oh, we just bonded over memes uh skyrim uh comics star wars typical you know <clears throat> teenage <Bro> stuff <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yep yep um and then uh you just released uh, a single
2: right? yes i did um about what 3 weeks ago
0: yeah. tomorrow i think yeah. just about yeah, yeah. yeah. this yeah. fucking song dude i yeah, to so. be honest i was i was really surprised by it Oh, really surprised. Good. By
2: it. Well, that that's I, I hope pleasantly surprised. Not. Oh man, I thought it was gonna be good. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I know, Chris. Would you? You went in thinking like, oh
0: man, uh, He's I got about this for years, man. <laughs> there go. it's so good. I said, no, it was it was really good. Um, I
2: appreciate that. I, everyone's I've I've heard from seems to like it, so I'm happy about that.
0: Well, I mean, you've always had a, a voice, right? I mean, you've been in show choir over at Burbank, which, it, to be honest, like, like show choir is a, you can easily bag on it. But at Burbank, they did have a really good uh, choir program. Like, a really yeah, we did program. have
2: a really good program. That's true. Yeah.
3: yeah. Wait. So, were you were you at Camp Carroll?
2: Um. Yeah, I, d- I did that oh, too. God. Um. I didn't do <laughs> so we show at- choir at BHS all through high school. Um. Yeah. I only did my senior year, but. I started like in fourth or fifth grade, um, uh-huh. and then I did it all through middle school. Got to high school, wanted to do sports, and then I finished off my senior year by going back to show choir. So uh,
3: that's cool. Yeah, I knew because uh, I went to Burbank High too, uh, yeah. and I knew like because uh, I was in all like the eighth, a- like the AP classes and the honor classes, and a lot of show choir kids were. In those classes, so every fucking day, all I heard was "fuck Camp Carroll, Camp Carroll, Camp Carroll." Like, <laughs> oh, shit, this week, You're like, what are you doing? And then all their singing competitions and stuff. So I was yeah. always like half involved in that world because yeah, yeah. everyone around me was just in choir. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, <What>? <laughs> I'm like, all right, dude, <laughs> okay,
2: yeah.
0: The worst was when there was like choir kids in a class, and they'd just be singing in the middle of fucking class. Oh, oh no, you got to go a little bit. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> did you, did you was- what are you gonna do about your makeup? I'm like, shut the fuck up. We're in chemistry. What the yeah, fuck? Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's like this is not the time or place for that. It's funny that you mentioned the uh the, the makeup thing. Um because I, I will say terrible well, yeah, makeup. I, I was one of the um I think I was in my my class, um, I think I was one of the three black kids and it was funny because one of the black kids was darker than me, the other one, uh my cousin Manny. I, I think you've met him. Um, he's lighter than me, right? So I remember the first competition where they're like, oh, Isaiah, you have to put on makeup. I was like, do I really have to? They're like, yeah, yeah, everyone's doing it. And so they tried. And they're like, oh, your complexion is, is you know, it's perfect enough. You don't need to wear makeup. So I, I, I never had to do that shit. I'm so happy, you know? <laughs> wait, wait,
1: wait. Okay, sure. What's, uh. up, with, what's up with makeup? Well, I, mean, um, I anything- guess
2: for being on stage with the lights and stuff, yeah, uh, they um, want to make sure that everyone you know if, if uh is able to be seen properly because you know we singing and uh, yeah, s- like smiling and stuff oh no i'm
0: i'm yeah. sure other choirs was did, it, the did the same, same program like, like burbank, burbank's choir program was like one of the best ones in cali or yeah Bo- cali both burbank. of those
2: statements are true other schools did it too but burbank we were really good
0: yeah
3: yeah you have to have that uniform glow on stage like everyone yeah. has to have that uniform glow at even yeah. lighting and all that and, you but know... that's
2: the thing I, I was born with the glow apparently Same you know shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: think we found the song ti- the, the the title to this born bucket, with the glow. Born with you know what the
2: glow. <laughs> no lie i'm gonna write that down i don't know what i'm gonna do with it but i'm gonna write it down
0: Oh my God! There we go. Before we go any further, um, Isaiah, you you know how this kind of goes. We we uh, are gonna start uh, with a quick shot. Uh, right now, I got a three amigos tequila. Uh, it was a Christmas cool, cool. gift that I just got for my dad uh, yesterday.
2: Oh,
3: nice.
0: <laughs>
3: we got Suntory whiskey, Japanese whiskey.
2: I um, my birthday was uh. A week and a half ago, and I bought myself uh some of that
1: Ooh. So you can see it that's
0: really like bizarre like, an adult like I'm
4: sorry, what
1: happened
2: yeah. I...
0: you're a gin guy, that's really bizarre yeah yeah, yeah, I love gin <sighs> like, so...
2: i i I attribute it to uh my British heritage, I think they they were drinking that shit so much back in the day, even nice. though that was like two hundred years ago. Uh, I guess that, that's one trait that I I must have inherited.
3: Didn't didn't they drink gin? Uh, gin tonics were made to fight scurvy. I think I think it was made to fight scurvy on, on ships. No, huh. dude. No. I'm Hell not no. sure. I have gin no idea. Do were... you think
1: these pirates were just on no, ships? No, not pirates. I know I... Do you think these <laughs> motherfuckers were just on ships, like... just, a hey, on you, me, you know... just a shit on me. Just a shit on me. You know what would fucking cure this disease that's killing me? A fucking gin and tonic. Hell yeah. Lemons.
2: Yeah, that, that I did hear. I heard yeah, it was. I the, lemons. The yeah, and, lemons. Yeah, lemons
3: was the cure for yeah.
0: cancer. Hey, you know why, why pirates <laughs> had earrings? Yeah. The what? what? You know why pirates had earrings? Oh, Why, God. why Chris? It's because they thought it would improve their vision. What? Wait, what? Oh. I don't even oh, know my. if that's a, a joke or not. Or I know. Because. <laughs> Right. I
2: know. Um, the reason why they wore eye patches is so that one eye would be used to the day, and the yeah. other eye would be uh, used during the night. I knew that, oh. but I don't know about the earring thing. But yeah, yeah, anyway. that's
0: what uh, Mr. Margway in uh, biology. Oh. I mean, he, Mr. Margway, <laughs> a porn star stash. Bro. Cheers, guys! Oh. Cheers,
3: guys. Yeah. Salute. Just what the oh. doctor ordered. Nice. Oh. Nice. oh
0: that's really good
3: yeah that was smooth that was smoother than normal maybe Maybe, i'm just maybe we have problems
2: (laughs) (laughs) well and you know right now i think uh most people do have problems so that's that's
0: acceptable
3: that's (laughs) acceptable socially acceptable yeah we got this
0: so uh show choir you you just released a single when did you first, like, realize, like, mm, I could probably, like, take this and do something with the with these uh, beautiful chords? Um,
2: I think it was 2016 or 2015. <clears throat> um, I'd, I'd, I had some friends who made music, um, and I actually wasn't even the one who came up with the idea. It was one of my friends um, was like, oh, you know, you, you're a really good singer. I want to kind of branch out a little bit. So we started working on some stuff fell through. Uh, We didn't really do anything with it. And then um, I had another friend, same situation, started doing stuff, fell through, didn't work. And I kind of took a pause on it um, until, what was it, 2017, uh, another teammate of ours and someone that I've been friends with since middle school, uh, Jonathan Gonzalez, went to college with these two guys. Um, One's named Eric, the other one is Andres. And he introduced me to them because they make music. And so I did back in 2018 because I met them at the end of 2017. In 2018, because um, it, it just so happened. Remember when I moved, fro- moved from El Monte to North Hollywood, right? Yeah. Um, Eric lived like five minutes away from my apartment in North Hollywood, just mm-hmm. randomly, right? Yeah. So. Um, I did Oh, was that
0: the gentleman that I met uh when we were moving? Or yeah, when, when I... I was moving the to, to
2: leave uh the US, yeah, yeah. Uh we went to we'll get his into place. That a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the whole uh, fucking yeah, my mother- world podcast. tour. Uh yeah. 2020 was the best year of my life, goddammit. Um <laughs> <laughs> and so um Eric and I started doing some stuff again with uh, our friend Andres as well. Um but You know, my song that I just released, that wasn't part of them. And like Chris said, we'll get into it. So I guess I'll explain more when we do. When I was stuck in Congo for five months this past summer, um, I kind of got bored, started making some music. My aunt that I was there with, um, she, you know, was learning to play guitar. Her guitar instructor kind of came up with a little melody based on what I wrote where did you come from girl won't you say? and for that it was funny I did five songs in Congo over summer and for them apparently it started off as a joke for me I was like no like I'm serious about this stuff so we did two songs uh, one day and then the fall like a couple weeks later we did the, the remaining three songs the first two songs once they came out and they were done well they didn't like come out but you know, finish putting it together they're like holy shit like this is actually pretty good and so we kind of started um or i guess collectively we because like i said i was already in it from the get-go because i had been you know um before i left in 2020 uh so what a year and some change ago 2019 with the my friends that i was working with i did two songs already um and when i was in congo doing it They heard the first two that we did, like, wow, this is really good. So it kind of has been a thing since then. For the past, like, six months, we've been planning things, working on things. So, yeah.
0: And so for Paradise, like, how long did you have that song, like, in your head? Like, did you have the melody in your head? Did you have the lyrics in your head? Or is that all just like a collaboration of when you were out there?
2: Um, With Paradise, I remember I heard, like, a little snippet of something on YouTube and um i'm really weird when it comes to writing music because i can either write something that has no music to it then we have to make music for it or uh some cases someone like has a track and like oh write to this so i can do that too uh but a lot of the times when i'm trying to come up with inspiration for something just if i hear a random snippet on the radio random snippet on youtube i kind of like you know get the the idea in my head kind of work with it that's what happened with um with paradise i had that like like a minute beat in my head wrote a song to it and then based on how i was singing it when um again there was no music to it my aunt's guitar instructor was like listening to it he recorded me singing it cappella, um and then he just kind of made the guitar to go along with it and then you know adding more people drums piano all that stuff
0: Dude, how funny is it that like your aunt's like guitar instructor, just, just like left your aunt and like yeah, yeah, yeah practice, practice. It was her idea. Like, it was her. You know, idea.
2: that's the thing. It was her idea. She would have him come over. Um, she was any time they rehearsed, she made sure that I was awake. You know, because summer in Africa at a, you know, I was, I, you know, Chris, I was staying at like a, a really nice place. I would try to sleep in as long as I could, but she was meeting at like eight nine o'clock she'd make sure that i was awake so that as soon as she was done he and i would just get to work you know
0: mm, okay, okay yeah so then well uh are you planning on like working on some more stuff or like like what's what's the
2: yeah so um Two, three
0: months six months a year from now what, what's going on
2: all that you know isn't really up to me unfortunately but the plan is to release like a full album that that we have going um like i said in congo i did the five songs i guess technically they would be called demos you know because if you were to i think you heard the original version of paradise way 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 back then um but you know when because the the official version that came out was worked on by one of her friends in because you know she lives in belgium um in belgium he's actually a like um legitimate uh, sound engineer um, I'm not sure if I'm legally allowed to say what I want to, so I'm not going to. but when I first met him, he was showing me projects for um, like people that he was working with um, like big people like stars like that what is what is a right?
3: Don't answer that question. <laughs> don't answer that question.
2: Yeah, I'm not sure, I'm not sure if I can answer, because the reason why I'm not sure is because the song that he showed me was, wasn't released yet. Um, so I'm not sure if I can say, oh, yeah, I listened to so-and-so's song before it came out, you know. Um, but, Wait, is it already out? I don't know, because I know who the artist is. They're very popular, but I don't really listen to her. Um, no.
3: Oh, we got know. a clue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got one. Yeah, there is, is white, a clue. And uh, like,
0: goes through breakups a lot.
2: I'm what? sorry, say that again. I didn't hear you. Is
0: she white blonde and goes through breakups a lot. No,
2: it's not Taylor Swift. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, it mean,
1: to Billy Eilish then.
2: It's not oh. her either. Oh, but but funny enough, one of my friends used to work with her actually, Ooh. um because you know she's from Burbank too.
1: Uh um, yeah. no, no, she's so, from Highland Park. Yeah, Highland Park, I um, think. Ooh, ooh, um, he's got, oh oh that inside, George, all facade, inside all
2: Inside I mean, listen, I don't listen to her. Uh all I know is that since she was brought up, I guess uh, I'll say it too. Um I one of my friends that I was working with, he's friends with her her brother. Um who you she know he, Yeah, yeah. And so what? once um when I was hanging out with my friend that you know we were trying to make music but we never ended up doing it he was like yeah this is a song that I worked on for her um and there was this big producer in Europe who um was like gave their permission or worked with them on it and so they made the song he yeah. didn't like what they did and so he was like if you guys because because uh, I guess it wasn't um his like her style isn't the type of music that he likes and I guess at the time when they agreed to work together, he didn't know or something. This was like 2016. I don't exactly remember all the details, but basically, my friend was telling me that um he and everyone who worked on it, they have the files to the song, but they literally are not allowed to release it in any way, shape or form, or else they're going to like get sued to like high heavens, you know right. um, so I mean, I guess she's from Highland I, again, I don't really listen to her uh, okay. but but yeah, um. No, the, my aunt's friend in Belgium, uh, he works oh, okay. with he works with um, some people too. So he's the one who did all the final work with his team and stuff like that. Funny enough, one of the guys um, who going to actually answer Chris's question about what we're going to do, mm-hmm. one of his team members is actually in Los Angeles. So what I'm supposed to do with my brother, who Chris knows and who also makes music, is we're supposed to... Um, Aside from the five songs, one of them being Paradise, which is out, uh, so the remaining four songs that they're working on in Belgium, the remaining songs that I've written that we didn't get a chance to make when we were in Africa or when I was in Belgium, um, I'm supposed to do with my brother, and then we're gonna meet up with their team member here in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. work on all of it, you know, record it, do whatever, <clears throat> send it back to Belgium, and the their the team there is gonna do all the like mastering mixing all that stuff Mm -hmm. so i'm i think ultimately the album is supposed to have like 10 songs on it Mm -hmm. um and i guess we're gonna release the few that we have done and almost done as singles um i guess that'll see what interest there is again everyone's who's listened to paradise really likes it so that's um that's you know reassuring Mm -hmm. that's kind of the plan though
0: nice
4: all right that's cool that's cool
0: so before we go into this next uh, bit of, well, pretty much your story of 2020, <laughs> um, yeah. let's do another shot.
2: What All right, fuck? let me pour one.
0: Dude, it's going to be it's – a, it's a good story, man.
2: Oh, it's a great story. I'm t- when I say 2020 was the best year of my life, I'm not even, like, making a joke. I'm serious.
4: Yeah.
0: All right, let's be a little loose for this story. Look!
4: Look! Look! All right. I
0: I only want to take another shot because I wanted to finish the bottle. Oh, God. I'm
3: supposed to see my parents today. uh.
0: (laughs) All right,
3: guys. Salute. Cheers. It's really good whiskey. I'm really happy with that. Really, really
2: happy with that. Whiskey's great.
0: Oh yeah. righty. So, okay. alright. At the beginning of 2020, yes. Before anyone really knew what was about to happen,
1: went to Vegas.
0: We went to <laughs> Vegas. That was right in February. Isaiah, you went to Belgium.
1: I did go to Belgium. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: no.
0: Now, uh, backstory. What was the reason of Belgium? What, like, like, what you had family out there and yeah. What, so, what was the plan.
2: Um, I all right, so backstory. Um, my mom in 2018 told me I needed to go on vacation.
0: Uh, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, hang on, yeah hang on. she told Isaiah's me, His mom, lovely lady, BB. I bet.
3: Uh, oh, no, she from that statement alone,
1: <laughs> I want someone to tell yeah, me I need to go on vacation.
3: Hella points. No, no, there, but here, here's <laughs> the
2: thing here's the thing she comes to me she's like oh i think you need to go on vacation i was like i i can't afford that shit and she's like well yeah but if i'm telling you you need to go on vacation that means i'm going to pay for it i'm like okay um so december 2018 because um as i you know chris mentioned i have family in europe um as i said i was in congo i was in congo because my mom was born in congo um she grew up there till she was 17. And then um, when she was 17 in 1990, she came to the U.S. Um, And so she has a lot of family in Europe um, and a lot of family in Africa as well. I've been to Congo a few times. So I went to in 2018, December 2018, I I go to Europe, um, went on a tour, seeing different family members, some of whom I'd met before, others I never met before. Um, Her brother... Uh, One of her brothers, because my grandparents have nine children total. um, One of her brothers lives in France. So when I was visiting him in France and he doesn't speak barely any English. And at the time I barely spoke French. Now I speak a little more French. um, And he basically said to me, as soon as I got to France, you need to learn French. So I had that trip. I come back to the U.S. um, and he, you know, had the conversation with my mother and I was like, well, I can't just upright leave. I just got my apartment literally like six months before. Um, mm-hmm. I, had a, I have a good job, all that stuff. Um, so we kind of took the year to, uh, to plan it. You know, the year of 2019, we were going to plan. In August of 2019, my aunt who lives in Belgium that I also visited uh, when I went to Europe in December 2018, um, she was in Africa as well with her husband and their ch- and their kids, and I spent a lot of time with them. They were coming for Halloween 2019 because, uh, you know, no one does Halloween like Americans do, and they <laughs> wanted their kids to uh, have like an American Halloween, and that was supposed to be a yearly thing. 2020 kind of screwed that up a little bit, but you know, once things get back to normal, it'll be a yearly thing again. Yeah. Uh, so when they were coming in 20, uh, or when they came for Halloween. They stayed at my mom's place, and she was like, "Oh, you're going to be seeing a lot more of Isaiah because we're planning on having him go um, to Europe in 2020 to learn French. He's going to stay with his uncle um, in, in France." And my aunt was like, "We'll have him come to Belgium. He's like, it's more affordable, mm-hmm. um, and he can stay in one of our rooms, and it'll be cool for him because you know my her kids, my younger cousins, you know they." love me and stuff like I mean one of them did at the time the other one he, he literally just turned two like nine months oh. ago so up until then he didn't really give a shit about anyone you know no. uh, but his, <laughs> his older sister his older sister you know like you know she's my little home girl mm-hmm. um, and so my mother she asked me she's like are you okay with going to Belgium instead of France I'm like yeah I don't mind at all if it's going to be more like more affordable to go to Belgium I'll go to Belgium it's not a problem so at the end of 2019, got rid of my apartment, packed up my stuff, sold some furniture. Uh, as Chris said, you know, we gave the couch to the guy that I made music with. Right. Um, and I took a leave of absence from my job.
1: For, and... I just, for some reason, I hear Country Roads playing in the background of this story. <laughs> um,
2: well, I, it, it's funny. That's one of the first songs I played when I got back to the U.S.
1: <laughs> to uh, you know, but, uh, Perfect. Uh, West Virginia, Mountain Mama.
3: <laughs> oh, man. But continue I mean, your story. Uh... Yeah, continue your story, Excuse us.
2: <laughs> all right. Every, all right. All good? Yeah. All right. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, um, January, I think it was 6th, 6th or 7th, 2020, yeah. I fly to uh, to Belgium and um, I started going to French school. While I'm going to French, we're planning because, you know, um, at least at the time, an American going to a lot of places in Europe, you had a free uh, 90 days, you know, no visa, no problem. Mm-hmm. Um, I was supposed to be there for six months wow. and... When we were planning, oh, what are we going to do at the three-month break, which was, you know, thankfully matching up with my French school's uh, uh, winter uh, winter break, stupid, uh, spring break. Okay. I was supposed to go somewhere that wasn't in the EU uh, to reset my free visa time, right? All of a sudden, people start getting infected and uh, schools have to close and stuff like that. My aunt having a five-year-old and an almost two-year-old in her house. She was like, "I'm gonna go crazy yeah. being at home with my two kids." <laughs> but uh, back in Congo, you know, her parents have a lot of money. They have a big house, and she has her nanny there for her kids. So she says to my mom, uh, you know, calls her up. It's like, "Hey, I'm gonna be taking the kids to to Africa, um, you know, to." do like all the since everything shut down anyway in Belgium mm-hmm. um, I'm going to take Isaiah with me because for all intents and purposes she's kind of my adopted mom at this point right. um and like jokingly as i said she's one of the people i'm working on the music with my real mom refers to my aunt as my momager you know like momager <laughs> <managing laughs> shit you know um and so she says she's like yeah i'm going to take uh, Isaiah to Congo with the kids and stuff like that and my mother's like yeah that's fine of course uh i i 24 at the time no one fucking asked me shit i literally woke <laughs> up one day pack your bags we're going to africa i'm like okay uh, <laughs> yeah right so <clears throat> go to africa we're thinking yeah maybe we'll be there for a month two months no one knows how long this shit's gonna go as i said earlier i was there for five months um and you know it was kind of fun um like i said i'd been in africa before a few mm-hmm. times um and it was cool you know they had a nice house it was a big place because her her um uh, my aunt's dad is involved in politics um so he has, he has a lot of money has a big house all that stuff um he had to fucking uh where we actually ended up recording the music because they closed some stuff down too um in the country was in his basement because he had a built-in movie theater so the like sound system yeah exactly uh it it was perfect for it and i was there for five months it was cool i got to see some family um funny enough my at the time because my grandpa goes back and forth right at the time he was actually there so i got to kick it with my grandpa uh in his home country a a few times you know it was pretty cool um even though he's in the u.s now Mm -hmm. um and Driving around was crazy like it, it's funny my mother she 's never even driven in in, uh, in that country because when she left for the u s when she was seventeen like she didn't drive so she 's never driven in her home country, but I was driving there like almost every day because I was you know driving to the grocery store because my aunt she hates driving there um, yeah. and even though they had guards, the guards aren't allowed to drive the civilian cars uh, so the guards would be in the car with us but someone of the family had to be driving the car so once my aunt she was like oh are you afraid because you know like i mean i don't know if people have seen um like places like africa uh, when it like like actual civilized places where people drive it's chaos you know and yeah. in, in my mom's country uh some of the roads are busted up um uh, mm. not all the roads you know like the main main roads are they're fine uh but basically i like to describe it as imagine, everyone there drives like they're playing GTA. Nice. <laughs> but <laughs> nice. it's like literally like y- every single person is the one playing GTA. Like they're just doing whatever they want to do, going on the opposite side of the road. Um, like it
3: sounds like it sounds like india because i know they say that yeah india is very the same especially because people are always on fucking like mopeds and shit they're like yeah will cut you off or like
2: yeah yeah "Yeah, they'll they'll, um... like
3: drive right in front of each other do some weird maneuvers and shit yeah
2: there are a lot of motorcycle uh people there you know i I assume it's the same in india a lot of them um are like taxi type people you know um, yeah on the on the motorcycles because you know they have the standard Yellow cars for like regular taxis in Congo and stuff, um, but it, it was just crazy like if you're driving on the road because um, they had COVID checkpoints at certain, to get into certain districts uh, of the main city would and that so, be like
3: temperature or like yeah okay. i
2: kind of I kind of made fun of it, and here's why because they would have you know guards standing in like a, the fucking gate that they can lift up to let you go yeah everyone would have to. At the same time, get out of their car, uh-huh. line up, get their temperature checked, wash their hands, walk back to their car, and then go. But I'm like, OK, well, if someone was sick by having everyone stand next to each other, are you not exposing everyone who wasn't <laughs> sick? Right? And like six feet and I'm, and I'm like. What's the point of having us wash our hands to walk back to our cars that you are saying are dirty, which is why we had to wash our hands in the first place yeah. to open our dirty car, get back into our dirty car, then drive. With- I'm like, it made it made no sense to Absolutely. me. Um, but it, I guess to kind of make things better, they would have um, you had to get like a government issued pass to get through. Like you couldn't just go through the checkpoint. You needed to show a pass. Right. Of course, there were ways to get around it, like side streets and shit like that. But when we would go in that direction, um, like sometimes the guards, if there was a lot of traffic, sometimes the guards would get annoyed and they would literally tell me, "Go across the divider, drive on the opposite side of the road." And so I'd literally be driving into oncoming traffic, you know. And (laughs) it was like, dude. And and the thing is, I'd seen it before. Like I said, I'd been there a couple times. Uh, I went in August 2019, but actually doing it myself Mm I was like god like I was there for so long I was afraid of coming back to civilization because like how am I supposed to drive again you know like I drove like I said like a goddamn video game character how am I gonna go from driving doing whatever the fuck I want to, yeah, fuck traffic, to stuff yeah, it, red go, go
3: back to the united states with like fucking traffic laws and shit like I, yeah just, bro I, I was gone for five months man <laughs> Officer, yeah sir i'm sorry dude but yeah it's like I yeah was, you can't I blame was, me for this you know,
2: know. <laughs> yeah like, just imagine seeing like you're driving on like the fucking five fi freeway there's a lot of traffic and then someone's like you know what i'm not i'm not dealing with the shit and they just hop on the other side of the road yeah. and go you know you would you would never see that yeah. um and even One thing, uh, while this didn't really cause traffic, I I do think it's kind of funny just to show like third world countries and and shit like that. Um, So a lot of the times what the police officers will do is they will purposefully break the uh, traffic lights because if they break the traffic lights, a police officer has to be there to guide traffic. Mm -hmm. And literally they would wait for you to do the like smallest thing, stop you and make you pay them so that you could go so like literally to make more money the police would break the traffic lights just to be able to extort people like the country you know third world countries are crazy but yeah it was, it was wild man it was a lot of fun but it was wild <laughs>
3: yeah, it was a lot of fun but yeah i enjoyed, I enjoyed myself a yeah, yeah yeah you know that that little bit of anxiety that kind of lives inside you like oh, yeah. what's, what's today gonna bring
2: <laughs> yeah no but it, it the thing that pissed me off though um It was because, like I said, we had the guards and um, the guards, they always had some sort of gun with them, you know, whether it was a pistol or they had like an AK. uh, Or a nurse gun. I mean, shoot, I would have settled for that. I remember (laughs) one one day, one day there was like this wild, like, I mean, they had a couple when I was there, but there were like these riots and uh, we could hear them from the villa I was staying at, you know, and they were like a couple miles away, but we could still hear shit. And so just jokingly, I was like. Cause we had barracks at the place I was staying for the guards and shit, mm-hmm. and I asked, I was like, "Yo, just in case something pops off, can I get a gun?" And like, "Oh no, no, you wouldn't even know what to do." I'm like, "Bro, like, come on, it's not even a big deal, you know?" I was like, I, "I know how to shoot a gun." i'm American.
1: Yeah, American. that's that's what I said.
2: I, <laughs> uh, jokes aside, jokes aside, I you know I occasionally go to like shooting ranges and shit just because you yeah. know why not? It's kind of fun. Yeah. Um, and, and I literally said, I'm like, bro, I probably know how to shoot better than all the fucking guards here. You know what I mean? And so it was kind of funny because uh, we ended up hearing, like, gunshots from one of the riots. And everyone, like, and again, it was miles and miles and miles away. Like, mm. everything was fine. I was mainly saying it as a joke. Um, But as soon as, like, we hear, like, the smallest gunshot from the riot, everyone just, like, Freaks the fuck out, and I'm like, I'm literally the only one here who hasn't lost my cool, and you're telling me I'm least eligible to protect. So I was like, like what's going on? You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm literally the one that you know, um, like I'm the protagonist
3: no, was... of this movie, dude. Like, yeah, that's if what if I'm you saying. You put in a lineup with everyone else. I'm the goddamn protagonist. That's what I I'm can saying. do. This. I'm the most capable, being yeah. least capable.
2: <laughs> yeah, but uh, but yeah, I was there for five months um and then it like i said earlier i did the music stuff uh when i ended up leaving um because in europe um proper they had oh no americans are allowed to enter um europe right and we tried getting an exemption for me because at this point it was july um, and i hadn't been in the u.s since january right but they said, no, no, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And I was like, well, I'm literally going to school. But that's what my... Yeah. yeah, but at, at that point, my school um, was like over. I finished all my classes and stuff like that. But it's still, it's like, what am I supposed to do? I can't stay in Congo. Um, I mean, I probably could have, but after five months, I don't think I really wanted to. I was going crazy. Um, and I wasn't going back to the US. Mm-hmm. So they said the only way I would be, because able... my aunt, you know, as a belgian citizen and her kids of course were able to go back to belgium and i was told the only way that i could enter that i could leave the country is if i was going to an, a country that's still allowed for americans to travel to closest one was england so i flew to belgium with my aunt and um my little cousins unfortunately i didn't really get a chance to say bye to them because like literally as soon as you get off the plane they separate you into who can enter the country and who's going somewhere else Um, and so I ended up going to England um, and I stayed in a hotel for a month Um, but it was kind of cool because at the time England was like open up you know everything was cool like um, I remember at the time that I was there Tenet was coming out in theaters and so I actually got to see the movie in theaters you know (laughs) I actually went to see it a, a couple times. I saw it twice in England and then once in Belgium with some friends. Um and it was just nice going to movie theater. Like it's it's the littlest thing, but when I went to the movie theater and they're like, Oh, like do you, are you hungry, you wanna get something? And I was like, Yo, do you guys have hot dogs? I'm like, Yeah, we have hot dogs and just yeah. going to a movie theater, getting a goddamn hot dog, like it's the smallest thing.
1: You guys got ten dollar slices of pizza here? <laughs>
0: Yeah, but huh? You guys got fifteen dollars worth of popcorn? What's up? All that
2: overpriced (laughs) shit. But no, like I swear, it it was it was one of the weirdest things to enjoy was getting a hot dog at a movie theater. You know, it's like I know for me it was just six months ago when I was in England. But when's the last time that people in the U.S. have been able to do that shit? You know, or specifically Mm -hmm. California at least. Yeah.
0: Um, the and... last movie I even saw in the theaters was probably Avengers, you know?
2: Yeah. And, and that's the thing. I don't really go to movies that often anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but just when the fact that I could, knowing. <laughs> that, like, <laughs> no, real, straight up, just the fact that I could go. And so that was pretty cool. Uh, I do have some family in England, so I saw my uh, cousins and, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. uh, made friends with the fucking people at the hotel. Cause like I said, I was there for a month. Um, yeah. and like, I remember one of the, uh, managers of the hotel, like I literally, um, he, the dude didn't drink, so he didn't drink with me. But like one day I went down to get a drink, uh, at like the, the lot, the bar in the lobby. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, Hey bro, have you eaten? And I was like, Oh no, I was kind of thinking of getting something. And he's like, nah, fuck it. Like I got a lot of food you can eat with me so i literally just chilled with the manager mm-hmm. of the hotel um oh, that's cool. like eating food with him and like i said i was drinking it and stuff like that but um it was kind of cool and uh as soon as france was able to technically what i did was legal but i'm in the us so i don't give a shit anymore <laughs> um belgium specifically said no americans can go um france eventually opened up their borders for everyone and then you know closed again but since i needed to get back to belgium because that's where most of my shit was that's where my xbox was where my playstation was most of my clothes were there um and so when france opened up the thing you know um there's a train that goes from england into france um so and when you like do the border checking to get through to the train it's French The French people doing it so since France allowed for travel uh, specifically Americans to travel that was like my ticket to get back into Belgium so I literally had to take a a train from England into France um, and since Belgium and France are like right next to each other I went to a place in France that was like an hour drive away from where I was living in Belgium Uh, Mm. my uncle drove Came to pick me up, and since it's all the EU, they don't have like border checks. I technically got got smuggled back into Belgium. Dang, um, it sounds like a race
1: I, against time. Like, yeah, yeah, like because like, they can thing. shut down at any point. They can shut down at any <laughs> point. Let's literally, go,
2: no, no. literally, it's like that's the thing. It it wasn't like oh, as soon as you know, as soon as France was like we're open, we're good to go. I, I had I had to leave. I had to leave. You know. Uh, yeah. And then I was there for a couple more months. Um, when I was in Belgium, uh they were kind of a little restricted, then they opened up again. So I got to hang out with the friends that I'd made mm-hmm. going like a couple trips was cool, but then they started getting more restricted again. Mm-hmm. And then uh in November my three months was coming up, and so I was either gonna be doubly illegal in Belgium <laughs> or I had, I had to Come back to uh to the u.s i mean there was also the option to go back to england or something like that mm-hmm. but again with everything randomly opening closing open and closing i we were like either i go back to the u.s or i go to england or ireland or something like that and risk. And yeah but the it was the risk of getting stuck <laughs> just in oh, wow. case they closed down again you know because like what if i go Literally, all I'd have to do is go in, get my passport stamped, stay a day, come back, get my passport stamped, everything restarted. But it's like, what if as soon as I get my passport stamped, they're like, oh, we got to close. And I got you again, <laughs> you know, you not, <Gotcha. laughs> yeah, fucking die.
1: Fucking <laughs> die. yeah. Die, bro
2: and so uh november what was it 22nd i flew back to the u.s and I, I again i was only supposed to be there for six months i was gone for 11 months
0: god, god damn god, dude. 2020 man that was your fucking year bro yeah
2: I, I i did a lot of shit like i started um i mean i did music stuff already but it's like being there and actually getting more like support from my aunt and her friends in Belgium because the thing is her friend in Belgium like I said he's a professional but because he likes uh all five demos that we showed him at the time mm-hmm. and he's friends with my aunt he was like I'll do it for you guys for free you know oh, that's great. um so it yeah it's, and it's you know it's it's a good start it's a good place to start so yeah
3: and then you also got like a whole new perspective like different perspectives of the world true like that like visiting different countries meeting different people like yeah god damn you and then also getting that sense of like connection to family again yeah distant family like yeah i can only imagine that just adds to your just your your list of things that you can bring back up into your own yeah or into any other creative thing you do
2: it was definitely great because you know I, i traveled before um but it's it's different when you're there for like a day or two mm-hmm. or a week and a half as opposed to actually living there, you know? Yeah. Uh, cause I, I can't really say I lived in England cause I was in a hotel room for a month, right. but I lived in Belgium for a total of six months. Yeah. I lived in, um, in Africa for a total of, or Congo specifically for a total of five months, you know, like right. I was there with my family Yeah like actually taking part in the thing um, getting better with my French the uh, one one drawback to it uh, benefit being I can talk to my grandparents now because my grandparents are better with French than they are with English drawback is I noticed that because uh, I also I guess used to speak Spanish um, a lot of my French has unfortunately replaced some of my Spanish. Like, I remember I was talking to someone who uh, spoke Spanish and English, but we're speaking to each other in Spanish. And I tried saying something to him and I like, you know how they have like Spanglish, right? I had like French bang, <laughs> so, so I didn't know I don't even Spenched. know what you would call it like, spench? yeah I had Spanish I yeah. had spench. I, spench. I, like, I, w- I was saying something to the dude in Spanish and then I slipped in a French word and I was like wait what the fuck did I just say to you? You know? so but it, it, it makes sense
3: because Spanish and French are both Latin root languages yeah, there's a yeah. lot of similarities so when you yeah. like with Italian and anything yeah. like that Portuguese you're gonna find yeah. similar words or similar bases. Yeah. But regional differences are what changed the language for sure. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Um cuz like even even with, you know, Spanish speakers, it, depending on which country specifically you can say things differently. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was funny enough um like my aunt's husband is Portuguese. So like when I was in Belgium, it both she and her husband speak English, but it's like I was mainly there to learn French. I didn't really pick up on too much Portuguese, but mm-hmm. I did hear Portuguese every once in a while cuz anytime he got mad at the kids, he would like yeah. yell at them in Portuguese as opposed to French for some yeah. reason. So that was kind of funny, but um, yeah, it, it was, it was, it was, it was fun. I had a good year. I know like it's, I'm supposed to feel bad for saying it. I understand like 2020 was shitty for a lot of people and mm-hmm. it sucks. I wish that was not the case, but I like, like it, you're everything that I did changed my life and I, it hopefully set me on the path mm-hmm. for what I am going to do. Cause I would love to, to make music, you know, uh, and continue to do so. And mm-hmm. I already did prior to that, but it's like doing it last year and being able to release the song that I did, you know, three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I feel different about it than I did before. You know?
0: Having it done professionally is like a completely different. And then the fact that your first single was produced by like an actual Professional producer, you yeah. know, works with high talented artists. Yeah, um, that's definitely a huge fucking boost, man. Yeah, yeah, huge boost.
2: yeah. And and that's the thing. It's like especially him saying, "I like it enough to where I'm going to do it for free," because right. he only agreed to meet with us uh, specifically. You know, yeah, me because of being friends with my aunt. Mm-hmm. You know, but when we the first day I met him and we took the five demos that I had done in Congo he was like yeah there are certain things that need to be fixed here and there because when I did it in Congo I didn't do it with professionals you know Mm -hmm. I did it with people who were good at what they did but uh, like you said this guy's a professional he works with people in the the industry and just him saying yes he's like when you he said when you agree to meet with someone Mm -hmm. because you're friends with them a lot of the times you will get someone who's like uh they're not really that good yeah. But he said, listening when you came and you brought me these five songs, listening to them, he's like, Yes, they're not perfect because we need to do the professional touches to it, but right. it's at least good right. enough to where I want to do it and I'm excited to actually work on it, you know. So it it, it was definitely a confidence booster, you know.
0: Hell yeah. Hell yeah, definitely, man. That's- oh. Oh. So when you were staying in that hotel uh, in England, or yeah. England or France? I was in England. England. Like, was the hotel, like, other people staying there, like, yeah. kind of doing the same thing that you were doing? Like, trying to just figure out their next move? Or was it more people? Um,
1: yeah, like, did you run into other people, like, in limbo? Like, just... Yeah, similar situations as you. Because yes. I, I when... know there were people that were stuck in the UK and the EU that, that like, had to live in the airport. That like we're living oh, in the great. airport for like months at mm-hmm. a time and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. You know, like, did you run into like, anybody else? Um,
2: no, I I. Everyone that I I think I was the only person that was in a situation like that. I mean, wow. being stuck in an airport is shitty, but when I was in um England, the people at the hotel room like they were, uh, because at the time England was open, you know, and a lot of the people were um, because there was a hospital right next to the hotel and a lot of contractors who were doing work in the hospital, stay in the hotel. Um, And so a lot of people were there doing that. Um, And I I got to meet like drink with some of them, which was kind of cool. But other than that, a lot of the other people were just like people who were staying in the hotel because they were visiting the area. Like some making friends with the hotel staff, I learned that they were a little understaffed because when things open up, some of the people working at the hotel went on vacation to other parts of England, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, it was just like people living life regularly when I was in England, of course, after I left after some time, things kind of started closing down again, but mm-hmm. being in England was one cool. Cause it was the first time I was in an English speaking country since <laughs> I left the U S uh, <laughs> uh, but Funny enough, the uh, the people who worked at the hotel also spoke French, so I got to practice a little bit. Um, but, yeah, it was like it was it was just so crazy because mm. leaving Belgium, going to Africa, being stuck in Africa for five months where yeah, don't get me wrong. I like Congo. It's where my family's from. At least my mom's side of the family. Yeah. Um, but, like I said, <laughs> it was fucking chaotic yeah. and fun. But, you know, you can't you can't live in chaos all the time. Like some, if, if you're not born into chaos, you kind of need some, like a sense of normalcy. Mm-hmm. So going from that, then back to England where it's like, Oh, like things are open. I can go to the mall. I can go to the movies, restaurant. People speak my language, even yeah. though I think Americans speak better English than British people do. Oh, it was just, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm not going to lie. I do dude <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you if you run into
3: someone with like more like a cockney uh,
2: I you, ran into a lot they, of those kind of like
3: slur their words a bit. You're just yeah. like, "What the fuck are yeah, you?" saying I ran into dude? I ran
2: into a lot of those people. Um the hotel I was at, people could actually speak. But when I was like walking around London, um like the London Bridge area, like just walking around and and shit. I made friends with a homeless dude. Nice. Um yeah, and um but like some of the people, I was just listening to them. And I'm like, bro, how are you? Literally, like, you made the language and you can't speak this shit. You know <laughs> what's wrong with you? bro? <coughs> I don't think that's <laughs> the queen's
3: English, there, guy. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> that, a little, no, a little no. bit off. <laughs> no, maybe
2: maybe the fucking trap queen's English, but not the queen queen. You, you know?
0: <laughs> <laughs> trap queen English. <laughs> yeah. So day to day, when you're stuck in like the hotel from The Shining, like, what do you do? Like, what's...
2: um. I, don't have I, words, right? I was i mean i i watched a lot of oh man i don't know if i okay. can say this word because i don't want you guys to get in trouble and i don't want to get in trouble myself so I, I, I fuck um i would i watched a lot of british television okay um i walked around i did some writing i, I wrote like one or two songs when i was there mm-hmm. um like i said i visited some family that lived in england well. um and I, I, I just got to say, like, I I don't know. I like the days just kind of blended together there because I didn't have much to do. Like when I was in Congo, it was like, yeah, I'm going to go grocery shopping. I'm going to go visit my uncle. I'm going to go visit this person. I'm going to take my cousin to tennis practice, um, which I actually wanted to bring up. The tennis teacher was a fucking alcoholic. Uh, <laughs> one of the... uh one of the guards i became friends with and he took me out one day and we went to like different bars and areas drinking Mm -hmm. um one of the places we went to the fucking tennis coach was there right (laughs) and so (laughs) no but here's the thing like i see the tennis coach he asked me to buy him a drink and i was like all right i'll get him a drink so i got him a drink the next day i was taking my cousin to tennis practice this motherfucker shows up to teach tennis wearing the same fucking clothes i saw him the day before at the bar and bro i swear i'm like this dude i'm like this dude came smelling of alcohol i'm like bro he didn't come home he didn't go home He went <laughs> from the bar to teach tennis that so shit cracked me up Holy um, shit.
1: how also are these yeah. kids supposed to learn yeah i guess i guess so how yeah. is he supposed
3: to handle teaching
0: when you're teaching a little kid, dude, you don't really need to be sober, you know. Like, hey, come on, you're not running across the fucking court.
2: Yeah. All right, Chris. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Um, since we since the guard was with us, and since I was there, and I, you know, I just turned 25. I'm young. I'm fit. Um, any time he had to do something physical, he would just have us do it with the kid. You know, if he would like throw the ball at them so they could hit it, um, he would like walk to collect the ball. But if it's like, oh, like run back and forth. He was uh-huh. like, come here, run with the kid. You know, I'm like, <laughs> Right? Yeah. Do my job. <laughs> um, yeah, but it buy was funny. me, a, make sure you buy me a drink later, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm yes, buy me a drink, do my job that I'm getting paid to do. Like, oh, okay, great. Um, it was funny though, like, uh, since Chris mentioned we became friends, you know, by being on the same uh the same team. Um uh-huh. and I remember once he was like my cousin had to like race around the the tennis court, and so they had me do it. And you know, at first I was like, "All right, I'm gonna, you know, just jog alongside the kid, you know, and and whatnot." And then she started like um getting full of herself and like, "Oh, I'm beating you! I'm beating you!" And I was like, "Nah, like, nah, you you can't say that to me. I was fucking best back in my day, you know what I mean?" <laughs> and so I just like like fucking turned on fucking nitrous and it took off. And she tried, but. She tried. <laughs> she
1: tried. Let, let, let's just leave it. She tried. Yeah, so what, uh, I, want, I have a question. How did you not contract COVID at least once with doing all this travel? Yeah, that's
2: what I'm saying. Like I, <laughs> I, I went to how many fucking countries? And, and that's the thing. When, when I was in England, I didn't have to wear a mask. So guess what I did? Not wore a mask. Yeah. And um, when I was in Belgium, because uh, Bel- Belgium's a stupid country. Uh, cause they, they're, it's, it's kind of like two countries that are like colliding with each other. Cause you have the people who speak Dutch and you have the people who speak French. You do have the people who speak German, but they have like a little city. They don't really count. The Belgians don't consider those people to be real. Um, so when I was in the French part, it was a little more strict, but my friends and I, we took a road trip up to the Dutch part and um stayed like around the beach and it was the same thing places were open people didn't have to do whatever whatever and so that's like when i'm here now i'll be honest i don't really go anywhere because it's like what fuck am i supposed to do and if i like need to go to the store or something i have to wear a mask and like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm fine just chilling at home playing video games
1: I did it for 11 months. I can do yeah, it again. And, <laughs> yeah, you know,
2: exactly. And so, I don't know, it's crazy. Like, I went to so many different places. If I, if I was not told you have to wear a mask, I wasn't wearing a mask. Um, I know some people are more COVID conscious than I am. I'm not like an idiot or anything like that, but I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm not going to pretend to care about a disease that has a 99.7% survival rate. Like, I don't give a shit. However, I know that other people do care. Mm-hmm. So if you care... I'm not going to rub it in your face that I don't give a shit. Right. Um, I don't know. I just, I didn't get sick.
1: So like, so, and that's something that me and Melo joke about um, (laughs) because like more than Chris, we've had like COVID scares. Yeah. um, But like, we're talking like, we'll be like in the same room as somebody who tested positive or something like that. And we've never caught it. Like we've never once caught it. So then it becomes a discussion. Like, are we just getting stupid lucky, or are we like just badass immune motherfuckers? Right. I,
2: my, I mean, you know, I, I know none of us are really health experts, but really the only thing I can say is, different people are different. You know, people get affected differently. Like the the guard uh, that I was mentioning that I became friends with, and I went out drinking with him. I actually, one day we were having a birthday party uh, when I was in Congo, and. My aunt asked me to run him to the hospital because he was getting really sick. And keep in mind, like the guards would always sit in the passenger seat. So anytime I was driving, my aunt was in the back. Guard was right next to me, you know, uh, because I was driving and I take him to the hospital. Turns out he was infected with COVID. That's what he was sick with. So this guy was literally in the car with us every single day. I was right next to him every single day. He was sick none of us got sick you know um and is it luck i don't know it's just it is what it is sometimes you Were know? you guys like
0: wearing masks or
2: um no i not in the car
1: mm, that's crazy so that that's the discussion yeah like... that's
0: yeah that's the thing like
3: like because what we always say is fuck we've been asking to get it but uh, the yeah. way we've been like going about things like yeah. when bars first opened up like Oh, that was, was that was the I time. Was
1: stimulating the economy of Ventura Boulevard. <laughs> yeah, hundred and ten percent. Yeah,
3: I've never seen fucking fucking receipts that. Dude, thing. I went.
1: We went hard. Like we're talking like four hundred dollar nights at yeah, one bar. At one bar, <laughs> and we're just like, God, what each? No,
3: <laughs> not
0: each. Shut the fuck up, dude. <laughs>
3: But but still, and we're like we're around all these people. Yeah, people are wearing masks. But the thing is, is like outside of the table when they
1: opened up dining, no one was no one was that no one was that like separate. It wasn't yeah. like they were really paying attention to like like the social distancing of tables and stuff like that. Yeah. But, it, I, but then like a, a lot of our friends in our group have got it. Yeah, Not a lot. Maybe like three. I I had some you know, like
2: five six. some relatives get it. I had some relatives. Not, every, get it.
4: not a lot.
0: Oh, OK, so all the research is showing that like most aren't go- like from restaurants having outdoor seatings. That's yeah. the thing. Mm-hmm. And um, shit, I had another point earlier, but I totally forgot it.
3: Well, a lot of the cases that I've seen, like with people that I've known that caught it or were around is from family visit visiting family. Yeah. is more
1: dangerous. Yeah. Fuck, fuck going out, like, fuck going out if you go with your friends. Like you better watch out when you go visit your mom, you know, bro. <laughs>
2: and that's the funny thing too cuz when I was in um, Africa and in Belgium, yeah. uh, where people, you know, like I said, people were taking more seriously there than when I was in England, right? When I was in an Africa and Belgium, people were literally like if I don't know the person, I'm not getting close to them. And so it's just funny to hear saying like yeah apparently is more dangerous to be around relatives. And I don't know, maybe it's because people let their guard down. It could be the thing. But because I will say like, even traveling through par- parts of the US, I noticed a lot of people and it pisses me off because I do it. Well, I do the, the proper thing, not the, the <laughs> shitty thing. Um, <laughs> I notice a lot of people who don't wash their goddamn their goddamn hands after using the bathroom. Oh. And, and like, I always do. Like, it doesn't matter i'm going to wash my hands um and so i don't know it's like i think really people just need to be more clean yeah. i guess cuz cuz there there are some dirty ass people i mean shit um and i, I don't know you know i don't know the answer
0: jesus man but so yeah like,
2: i i went to a lot of different places yeah and i'm Kong- chilling
0: congo man like this is a dumb question, like, asking you, but like, what, what, what's that like, dude? I've never, like, traveled outside of the U.S. except for, you know, Kabul or fucking yeah. Nada. um Like, what, what, what's the vibe there, dude? Um, Poor.
2: Well, yeah, there... It, <laughs> there's <laughs> have a
0: relative that's damn, a fucking apparently, living in a fucking villa. So, um, yeah,
2: yeah. Um, actually, fucking...
0: Can we talk about, uh, I don't know if you want to, like, disclose it, but, like, that picture for your single
2: yeah yeah that was um in the backyard that yeah, i was of bro. the place i was staying at
0: nice we'll, we'll show it right here spot bro
2: yeah spot yeah um that because because that's the thing that relative I, I don't mind you know giving general shit well
0: like, i don't think anyone's gonna go to the congo <laughs> yeah even if they did oh my God. Like, i'm oh, friends fuck. with your relative can i stay with you it's like fuck off um <laughs> Like, I heard this spot in a podcast. <laughs> yeah, because yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, my aunt's father. Um, and so because of this, I had a different perception. Like uh, even my mother was joking a couple days ago, funny enough, that when I first went to Congo back in 2014, I believe was my first time going right before high school. Um, it was her first time going since she had left so she i don't remember this but apparently one day we were driving around and i just saw like a like random kid wa- like walking around this little neighborhood with no ass clothes on and i thought it was weird because naturally i think it's weird if a random ass kid is walking around yeah. a neighborhood with no ass clothes on but they're like that's just how it is in congo specifically in poorer places you know there's a lot of like shanty type areas not not like overwhelmingly like most people have jobs they make enough to take care of their families you know um not everyone in my family has a lot of money uh they do struggle but they are still able to make ends meet right Mm -hmm. um and but it's just so funny like just to kind of give an example one of my um my mom's eldest brother, uh, he has HIV. He's in Congo, and my mother pays for his home uh, that he lives in with his wife and their two kids. I think she pays like five hundred dollars a month, and they have like a three-bedroom place. That's beautiful, you know? um, And 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 they're comfortable, you yes. know. It's, and so that's the thing. Compared to, because the two main forms of uh, currency there are Congolese francs. Uh, which I have a funny story about that. Um, well, I think it's funny. It may not be. Um, and U.S. dollars, right? So it's like if you have, a, a, especially being here in California, like my one bedroom place was like $14.50. Uh, Bro, oh, your them. spot was
0: fourteen fifty. Yeah. Yeah, North Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay so like his spot was along the 170 where that uh big soccer park is if you guys are from Yeah oh yeah about, like, yeah the park No where there's no parking Yeah at bro Yeah Jesus Yeah and that's the yeah. Thing. And it was, a, like
3: one one bed one bath or was it a studio Yeah
2: one bed one bath
0: Okay
3: yeah I'm if a, it was dude. if it was like a studio like like Yeah that I would have been like, ridiculous for that much fuck that dude Yeah yeah
2: uh, most, most of when I was looking at that time um, before moving there, most of the studios I saw were like a thousand yeah. um, or, or so. Um, but I was like, you know, I ha- like having my friends come over, but I'm not, I don't like people being in my room mm-hmm. uh, generally. So I don't want to live in a studio to where like my room is the living place. Right. Um, so that's why I did the thing. and And that's the thing. One bedroom, one bathroom, 1450 they were living they live in like a three bedroom two bathroom place 500 a month
0: wow yeah, you got to move to africa bro
2: yeah that's the thing we we save up we save up our money we go there we, we can have a good time like i remember uh cuz my first time going i was 14 my second time going which is related to the funny story i have to go i was 23 right mm-hmm. so i go i meet up with some of my cousins um and my cousins friends we're drinking at this bar place and we had like, uh, like, thir- like between the f- six of us, I think there were like 30, 25 beers that we had had. And keep in mind, it's not like like the be they're tall um, in-, in Congo. Like you get some bang for your buck uh, when it comes to drinking hmm. and eating too. Uh, eating and drinking is very affordable in Congo. But, and I found out because six of us drinking. With like twenty five, thirty beers. My cousin asked, he was like, Oh, do you mind paying? Um, and next time we go out to eat, I'll I'll cover it. And I was like, Yeah, sure, just let me know how much it is. I paid like twenty bucks. Nice you know? God damn. twenty
3: bucks, <laughs> four <fuck>. hundred <laughs>
2: Yeah, you know moving like, to Congo, man. Moving the Congo, Straight dude. Straight up.
1: I was I've like, been moved.
2: I was like, hey, that's the thing. If you can get a good place, it's actually not too bad. You know, it's actually not too bad. Like, I I remember uh, first time going, like I said, was right before I started high school. Um, And when I got back, people were like, oh, my God, did you like live in a hut? Did you see like lions walking around? I'm like, (laughs) like, motherfucker, no. Like, (laughs) Like, Come on, bro. Like I said, I was at a house. I was playing my cousin's PlayStation. Like, I was doing all this stuff, to be fair i did go to a hut but that's because my great grandma lived in an older village and right. she was too weak to travel to to the city you know but that was it everyone else most people live uh, not most people live in the city because congo's like i think the second or third biggest country in africa so it was a fuck like a fuck ton of people mm-hmm. um but being in the capital around the city it's like it's fairly modernized there's a mall there's there was a mall when my mom was a kid you know Mm -hmm. back in in the 70s you know it's like it's i i I get it i'm not gonna say oh people suck because blah 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 blah. like i think people listen to the media a little too much Mm -hmm. thinking that oh going to africa it must be like a constant war zone it's like nah bro like people and i'm sure it's the same for the middle east but uh, um it's like no people like live but um the the funny thing that happened was um, when I was there in 2019, um, my aunt had like a little hosted a dinner for me because that's one thing people love to do, uh, and I'm sure it's it's the case for a lot of different cultures. But uh, in Congolese culture, it's like if people come to visit, what do you do? You make them a big ass feast, right? Mm-hmm. And so we had the food, and I was being taken back to uh, my uncle's place where I was staying, um, and the traffic there can get kind of shitty and Chris knows this because we've been out drinking many times when I, I don't really get drunk when I'm drinking. I just have to pee a lot. Um, And so I remember I had, I really had to go and there was a lot of traffic and I was like, I'm not going to make it. So my cousin, Kevin, who uh, speaks a little bit of English, he, we get out of the car. We're like, let's go find an alley just so I could take a leak. Right. So we find an alley. There's like a broken down car there. I pee behind the car. He's standing watch. All of a sudden, I hear him talking to two dudes. I peek around. I see that he's talking to two police officers, right? Now, keep in mind, it is completely legal to take a piss in an alley in Congo. But like I said earlier, the police are going to look for any little thing that they can do to extort you, and they're not going to let you go. So they were like, oh, you need to pay us um, a thousand francs, right? No, which what's is, that in the U.S.? When I was there, it may have fluctuated a little bit in the year and a half, but when I was there, 1,000 Congolese francs was 60 U.S. cents. Oh, shit. 60 cents. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the, these dudes are trying to arrest me over 60 goddamn cents. Uh, now, the thing is, I left my wallet in my bag, which was in my aunt's car. Now, we were arguing with these dudes for, I think, like an hour. 30 minutes pass by, and then the car shows up to us. Like, Keep in mind, we walked like 20 feet to get to the alley from the car. It took my aunt's car 30 goddamn minutes to drive that 20 feet. That's how bad traffic was. And so when they see us talking in an alleyway to two people, my aunt sends uh, my other cousins to come and talk to us while she goes and parks so literally they get there they're arguing like the only thing i had in my pocket at the time was my burt's bees chapstick that was it bro like and i said (laughs) i'm not going to give it to them you know Um, (laughs) it's sacred yeah oh my god man so, so like fucking we we were there for uh, like so long, my aunt gets out, she finds a place to park, she gets out, she comes over. So we're just like arguing with these dudes. I don't. I didn't understand a goddamn word because they were speaking, I think, Lingala, which I don't speak Lingala. Um, even if they were speaking French at the time, I didn't speak French, so it was irrelevant. And then they eventually were like, you know, just go, right? Now the thing, like I said, I had a lot to drink. I don't get drunk, but I have to pee a lot. Hey, I was up. there for so
3: Oh, you guys can hear that—the airplane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, is it... yeah. I I live like airplane? the airplane Burbank Airport, like the the airway.
0: Yeah. My old apartment. Uh, Buena Vista and Victory, right there.
3: Yeah. There, we live. No yeah, thanks,
0: Chris. Oh, we're cutting this out.
3: <laughs> I know Buena Vista and Victory is like 99 cent store Ralph's.
1: Like, yeah. Yeah. Is apartment L. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just give out all this fucking information. Yeah.
2: What what's that social?
1: You know? Debit um. card number is <laughs> yeah. anyways. Um, it, it, yeah. yeah, so
2: like I said, when when I drink a lot, I don't really get drunk, but I have to pee like a motherfucker, right? Yeah. So we were arguing with these dudes for so long, I had to piss again. But I was like, <laughs> I don't want to test my luck and just go back behind the car and, and pee, right? And so as we're walking away, I was like, bro, I told my aunt, I was like, I have to pee. And she's like, all right, we're going to go somewhere. So we went to a relative who lived close by, Um, funny enough, like my grandma's youngest sister. Uh, but it's funny because I, I, again, I was chilling because even if they were to arrest me, like I said, one of my aunts her father, well, I didn't mention what he was, but he's the president of the Senate in the country, right? After the president of the country, he is the second most powerful dude. Oh, um, with the exception being that he doesn't have a term limit, you know? So he can basically just, I mean, he has been doing it for like decades and decades and decades because he can keep running for office if he keeps winning.
1: And so, You know who you're dealing with? Yeah.
2: So I was like, it's, it's simple phone call. If I get arrested, call her, dudes are going to get fired. I know it. And then, Uh, can't can't you
0: just say that to the officers?
2: I mean, maybe, but why would they just believe some random, yeah, some random American being like, Oh, I'm related to the president of the Senate? Be like, Bitch, no, you're not. You don't speak our language, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So, um, the and another relative of mine, uh, my uncle that I was staying with, his wife was, um, is related to the previous president you know so it's like either way i'm going to be fine so the next morning i'm talking to my uncle and my aunt um and i was like yeah so this happened and they're like wow that's ridiculous my uncle tells me a story of what happened to his friend right similar situation he has to pee uh so he takes a leak in an alleyway cop sees him comes over asks him for 500 uh as opposed to the 1000 that they asked me for they asked me for 1000 because they heard that I spoke English so they assumed I had more money dude's like oh yeah i don't want any trouble i'll pay you he reaches into his pocket sees that he doesn't have a 500 he only has 1000 so he's like i don't have 500 i will give you a 1000 now i don't know if this is like nice or even more stupid Because either way, they're trying to rob this dude. But he was like, I don't have 500 that you're asking me for. I will give you 1,000. And they said, No, we don't want to take your $1,000 or 1,000. Yeah, $1,000. We only want 500 from you. So since we don't have change, you're going to sit here until you have to pee again. And once you pee the second time, we will take your 1,000. So it's 500 for each. It's like, bro, just take his. You're robbing him anyway. Like, imagine you're trying to you're trying to rob someone. Hey, man, they gotta make sure
1: they're right with the Lord. Yeah, you know? you're gonna. Yeah, like, like,
2: just take his one thousand dollars, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Oh uh, man, goes a trip, bro. It's fun. We should go. <laughs>
0: we should go. <laughs> we should go. <laughs> please, dude, please take me, man. Yeah. Please. Of
3: uh, of of all the places you were visiting slash stuck in. Uh, <laughs> Who yeah. had the best food
2: um oh well no offense to british people they suck at food yeah um
3: from what i've heard they 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 lack
2: seasoning
1: <laughs> they yeah. lack what, seasoning. Well, man, you didn't like waking up to eggs beans and sausage
2: first off the only beans i eat are congolese beans i don't like beans uh but the the way the congolese people do it they take their red beans they cook it in uh palm oil and then you serve it over rice, uh, white rice, brown rice, whatever. Okay. Throw some sugar on that bitch. Oh, my God. It's fucking delicious. Have you had it, Chris? My mom makes it sometimes.
0: Your mom has never made me food. Oh, wow. I'm sorry. <laughs> um,
3: He's like, shit. That's some making yeah. up to do. <laughs> All right.
0: Ne- next time,
2: because here's the thing. You know, our, our boy Jake, he loves He loves the beans. Uh, Bernie, he loves the beans, too um so next time my mom makes the beans i'm gonna make sure you get some because uh, uh, you, you have to have the congolese beans mm-hmm. um it, it's funny because you know our i don't know if you're still friends with him chris but like my friend bernie um he's he's Nicaraguan, right so mm-hmm. you know he has beans are a regular part of of his like food and shit like that well his mom one day calls my mom because back in high school, when he had it for the first time, he liked it so much. He told his mom, "He's like, I'm not having beans unless they're the Congolese beans." And she got pissed off. She's like, <laughs> she, call, she, she calls. <laughs>
0: she calls. She calls. She calls. God damn, dude! dude in the Latin
3: mom.
1: household,
3: yeah. To yeah. fucking Bro, piss your right? mom's
1: beans, right? <laughs> like yeah. if you're shit, Teresa. Fuck you. <laughs>
3: Maria, I'm
1: sorry. <laughs> What's
3: the
2: shit in hand, bro? Uh, no, but straight up, like his mom called my mom, and she's like, "What did you do to my son? Like he comes to me, <laughs> and he's like, you know, it's like he will not eat my beans ever again." Um, no, next time, next time, my mom makes some, Chris, I'm gonna make sure you get some, cause wow. you can't be my friend and not have and not have the Congo. You guys can get some too. Um, yeah, uh, but but no, it definitely. Um, I would say Belgium. See, knowing that my three favorite foods are pizza, which is Italian, mm-hmm. um, French fries, which is Belgian, and waffles, which are Belgian, you would assume that the answer would be Belgium. Because Belgium has some pretty good food. Like, Europeans oh, are good food. um good food. Europeans, eh. I don't really know what Germans eat, but you know, French people, Belgian oh, people, no. Italians, mm-hmm. they're good with food, right? Right. Um but I I don't know, like when I was in Congo, I had I had fucking crocodile, bro. That shit was oh, shit. delicious. You know? <laughs> it was good. Yeah, it, it tastes like chicken. Yeah, it kind of tasted like a a like, Yeah, it was kind of like a cross between a fish and chicken. Oh. crocodile was good we had it on a few occasions it was fucking dope uh we ha- we got it from this um this restaurant um called nyama choma don't know what that means i don't speak the language because mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> that is not french um and i i remember one of the chefs simply because he his name is chef obama nice um, and it's like you're not going to forget that <laughs> you know oh. what i mean and, and it was funny because the first time he came over since his name is chef obama yeah. uh, to cook he literally had a t-shirt with Barack obama on it i'm like bro was it the hope the hope <laughs> shirt I, yeah i think so, <laughs> so <laughs> too easy dude. yeah
1: and i'm just like no congo sounds lit
2: bro no congo here here's a, oh shit my charger fell uh, the thing is congolese people like I mean, I'm sure it just goes for Africans in general, but Congolese people, they love to party. Like that's the thing. If you if you're just chilling, like my mom says, the easiest way for Congolese people to get out of control is they say, We're gonna meet up, we're gonna have some food. One person brings some drinks, another person turns on the music, all of a sudden, what turned into a simple dinner, it's a fucking party. And yeah. and it's really cool in Congo because, like I said, um food and drinks are generally very affordable so you don't need a lot of money to have a good time when you're in congo um because when i was with my cousins um back in 2019 when we were actually able to go out to places because when i was there for the five months a lot of places were closed Mm -hmm. so we couldn't like party and shit um but if you just have a couple people pitching in some like like, what you would use in California to go out and have a good time, you would need a fraction of that to do the same amount of damage in Congo. Like, you're killing. Yeah, so
3: if, if someone said, I'm going to put five on it, it's almost like they're putting, like, 500 on it, in a sense. Not, yeah. not like that.
2: Not not exactly, but Yeah, yes. no, no, yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah. like,
3: you, could, you really get a lot of bang for your buck out there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Um, I'm going to just get myself
2: there.
1: Like, I actually
2: don't know. Uh, while I did do driving, they would fill up the cars at night when we were sleeping. So I have no idea how much that
1: <laughs> You uh, know, the, car, the cars in Congo just run off of hopes and dreams, bro. Yeah. <laughs> shoot,
2: if you're in Congo, you need a lot of hopes and dreams to survive, oh, bro. I'm not going to lie.
1: Yeah, maybe we should go over there and stimulate the economy, dude. We fucking put Congo on the that's, map. That's, that's what some people are
2: doing. I mean, shoot. like, Don't get me wrong. I don't think I could live there um okay. like permanently right uh, especially being there for those 5 months uh, that shit was getting on my nerves but it's like i would have no problem going to visit mm-hmm. it would have no problem going out to places like it's 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 a lot of fun when i was there uh back in 2019 and i was going out to clubs with my cousins you know we would have uh the hookah at the at the club yeah um have some they would bring you some food um uh, that you would be, you know, chilling there, drinking. Like, I think my cousins who, they don't really work, so I don't know where the fuck they got the money. <laughs> right yeah, before I, oh, do the you audience, need to yeah.
0: work when you're, like, like, related to, like, royalty? Like...
2: Um, well, but here's the thing you have to understand, Chris. Most people in my family don't have the uh, privileges that I get because um, I'm not going to say, like, I'm the favorite of the family because I am. <laughs> but it's just like it's just you need like oh, my mother is one of the cuz we have so many people spread out across the world there are people here in the US people in Canada people in England Ireland uh Belgium France some of these people don't even talk to each other despite the fact that they're related and people in Congo naturally um but like my mother is very big on her family like she will talk to every single person in her family, any opportunity that, that she gets. And so she knows their kids naturally. Um, they know me, you know, even if I haven't met them since my mother's one of the few people who actually reaches out to talk to people mm-hmm. in right. her family regularly. She's kind of like, like the favorite uh, amongst them. And as her only kid, right. I'm I'll, I kind of get some of that goodwill that she has, right. So the thing is, people will do a lot more for me than they will for other relatives simply because my mother actually gives enough of a fuck to talk to them, not even if she needs something, because they'll contact you if they need shit. Yeah. My mother will contact you just to say hello. Um, and so that's the thing. Like the, I, I, w- I was staying at a lot of nice places. Some of my other relatives would not have even been offered. You know, Mm -hmm. simply because, well, why? I don't know you. Your parent doesn't talk to me. They don't ask me about my kids. Uh, So I don't know about you or your siblings. Mm -hmm. But my mother will ask about their kids, ask about them. They will ask about me. Mm -hmm. And so they kind of, I get a lot of, like I said, I get a lot of goodwill from my relatives because of my mother's, um, like, actually giving a fuck, you know?
0: Well, that's why I love you, dude. That's why I'll go Everyone to- loves my mom.
2: People like my mom more than me. Like people, I'm not even <laughs> fucking, no, no, I'm yeah. not even lying to you. There are people in high school that I wasn't friends with, but because of like my mom going on field trips back in middle school and in elementary school. Um, and, you know, cause uh, this isn't, I don't say this as an insult, but my mother, you know, she's young at heart. Um, I joke with her sometimes saying, oh, you're like a teenager, but it's cause my mom likes to, you know, she's responsible, but she likes to have fun. Mm -hmm. You know, Um, and so like when we're going to like field trips, she'll be like listening to all the pop songs and it's not because she's like, oh, I'm trying to be the cool hit mother. It's because my mom just likes those songs, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, and so a lot of the other like classmates, they would, um, you know, have that weird connection, Uh, not weird, but you know what I mean. It's like, oh, like Isaiah's mom, she listens to the same songs and whatever, whatever. And right. so then in high school, people would ask me, Oh, how's your mom doing? Is she okay? Tell her I said hi. I'm like, when was the last time you asked me shit about myself? You didn't care about me. You know? <laughs> you know what it is. But, yeah, um, but no, but w- what I was saying, it's like like we were going to the clubs, and my cousins, like, they don't really have like regular jobs, they just get little allowances to to eat and stuff like that. And like i swear they they buy, buying like bottles of fucking jack at the club just to just for us to be drinking and stuff and it wasn't even like dropping a lot of money you yeah.
3: know Well wow, international bottle service sounds amazing yeah. <laughs> it yes. sounds very yeah, it affordable was cool.
2: <laughs> it was cool it's just like you you know take some shots drink your beer smoke yeah. some hookah go and dance
3: yeah god damn dude
2: yeah, I've always wanted to
3: to travel because I haven't been out of the country since maybe I was like thirteen, and I only went to I went to Mexico, but my like my parents, both of my parents are from Mexico. They're yeah. from uh, more like mid Mexico, like a little bit deeper in Jalisco mm-hmm. and uh, Zacatecas. But I haven't been no, there Zacatecas. In, yeah, I haven't been there since <laughs> I was eight years old.
2: Yeah, Jesus Christ, man,
3: down there, and so I didn't know Spanish growing up. Like I knew how to, I understood it, but I couldn't speak it because I was in fucking Burbank. So like white kids all over the place. Everyone spoke English, like barely any ESL. Like there was like four kids, maybe in ESL (laughs) that that only knew Spanish and shit. (laughs) And then like, I went to, we started going to Baja only like Baja, like Ensenada, like maybe when I was like up till 13, but even then like, I didn't need to speak Spanish really. Like I knew I could kind of understand it haven't been back since I'm 28 yeah. now. So I'm like, ah, fuck shit, dude, man. like, it'd be a completely different experience out Absolutely. there. Especially now that I'm like, somewhat proficient in Spanish. Yeah, Oh no, I'm bocho as shit. Like, I am I was raised out here because I say yeah. different words. Like, you know, how you said earlier, different countries say things yeah. in Spanish differently. Yeah. Well, it's also the same thing with like, American Spanish versus yeah. Mexican Spanish, even yeah, if yeah, you're yeah. Mexican. Like, we say troca out here for a truck for a truck, yeah. it's camioneta yeah and then we say uh um was it a uh, parqueadero for parking mm. lot but yeah. it's actually estacionamento mm. and it's just like all these they'll know they'll fucking know yeah. who, who's from where and what so that's why like i always worry if i ever go back they're yeah. gonna fuck with me oh. Dude, like I gotta go yeah. with someone who's like,
0: bro. brought them with the twenty dollar bill, bro. They've never seen that shit in their life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it, Chris! <laughs> it's, so, it's so fucked up, but true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. <loyalty>. yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> oh, no, it's yeah. funny though. Yeah, uh, it, it's true though. Last well, last Saturday, last what is it? Sunday? Last Sunday, I was um actually with my friends that I had made the music with back in twenty nineteen um because they also have a even though i haven't met him yet because he came after i left um because he lives in chicago um i think he lives in chicago uh it's this black puerto rican dude um and so my the the two dudes that i work with here uh, sometimes uh one of them it's, it's a white dude and the other one he's mexican um at least i think he's mexican i hope he's mexican uh because i said he was mexican so if he's not i'm sorry i fucked up um and they were like wanting to write a reggaeton song, right? And so they were yes. kind of asking, um, because you know, the uh, Andres speaks Spanish, but I'm like 99% sure he's Mexican. As a Mexican, like you're kind of speaking different Spanish than uh, what a Puerto Rican would speak, right? Yeah. So that's kind of why, um, they called in the me, who you know, uh, the Spanish I speak is more Puerto Rican than not, mm-hmm. um, and our our other friend who's the black and Puerto Rican dude, um we were kind of like using more of the uh like lingo that we would be using tropically. Okay. Um for like similar reason, you know, because like I know Spanish but I don't want to write a song and then no one understands like certain slang terms because I'm using, you know, Mexican slang as opposed to what a Puerto Rican or a Dominican would use. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it funny enough same thing with French fucking Belgians and French people they speak like not as much from what I've noticed um but they do speak some different French as well you know like fucking uh I I think this one's funny um in French there's no word for 80 technically the word for 80 huh
0: like 79 80 81
2: yeah 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 like the number 80 uh, it's 420. Because it's like, it's like, it's like, yeah. all right. So why? And, Four times I don't 20? No. I don't, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's kind of why that's, that's why, but it's like every other, all these other numbers, they, um, they have, you know, 50, 60, you know, 70, but then you get to 80 and it's 420. Then you'd have 421, you have 422, um, or I guess 420 Uh, and 1, 420 and 2, if I'm remembering correctly, uh, because I'm saying it in English. But so in France, and that's the same in in French and in Belgian French, like French, French, Belgian, French, 80 is 420. But when you get to uh, 90, the Belgian people have a word for 90. But the French people say 420, 10. Like four times twenty plus ten. Huh. And I don't I don't get it. It's like they, they just it the
3: No, not even. That just no, like it, they just want to talk more. They're just yeah. Motherfuckers. We're just some, we're <laughs> just
1: lazy pieces of shit over here in the states. No, man. no. Okay, we're. Saying I'm gonna start saying 420 when I bring one to 80 now. Yeah, like oh. <laughs> yeah. just say like 420. Yeah. How Remember, much is that? 420. You know how yeah. much cocaine was done in the 420s? <laughs> <laughs> the 420s.
2: That's um,
3: so weird. That's that's interesting. Well, because like, well, in Spanish, 80 is ochenta. But like, okay. and then 90, yeah, English, yeah, in English is 80, it's 80 <laughs> and then I'm just, what the fuck, 420. That's interesting. That's super cool. Like,
2: yeah, well, I, I, I say that more jokingly. I believe it's actually 24. Okay. No. Wait, is it? No, it's Katravant. Yeah, yeah, it's 420.
3: Yeah. How do you it's say quatre
2: it? Katravant? Yeah. Because okay. uh, 4 is 4 and 20 is <laughs> Vant uh so uh-huh. they literally say katravant and say katravant quatre but
1: everyone understands that that's 80
2: everyone okay. understands that that's 80 so uh, why like, not
1: just call it 80
2: i don't know i don't know why they don't have yeah. a it. i don't know <laughs> why it's not even it's not it's literally it's not it's not even like they're just making the decision to say <laughs> 420 as opposed to 80 it's that they do not have a word for anything <laughs> they just skip
3: that <laughs> they're they're yeah. making the out al- the fucking word alphabet the dictionary and they're like okay we're done and they're like did
2: you proofread it yeah, we're done no nah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> nah, but we're good dude we, you know how much time we spent on this it's it's like writing an essay in school like eh, you're like yeah. at the last minute you're just like fuck, dude i'm not gonna read over this shit or you yeah. overlook something a- the '80s were overlooked. Yeah, the 80s were <laughs> overlooked. <laughs> so,
1: like, so, like, literally, what, what I, what I'm gathering from this, and I'm sorry because I'm really hungover this morning. That's What I'm gathering from this <laughs> is that if they were to come to the states and they heard '80, they would not know what the fuck we were talking about, unless they yeah. were, they unless they studied English.
0: Well, no, I'm, I'm pretty sure, I'm... sure they would get it, dude. Like, '80 so... isn't like a far fetched. Like, the world's become smaller. They, they. I'm pretty sure they know '80. Well, but here, here's the thing. Well,
2: yeah, if they're if they're like speaking English, but um, not like I, like, it, it's it's really weird for me because I I asked my mother about this a couple days ago because uh, yeah. you know she grew up speaking French and so I asked her I'm like, uh, because Congo is a Belgian colony because there are two Congos. There's the French Congo and the Belgian Congo. My mom's from the Belgian Congo, um, or as I like to say it, the better Congo, um. Uh-huh. And I asked her, bro, I'm like...
0: a civil war, man, you better watch it, all right?
2: Listen, my Congo's bigger than the, the other Congo, so I'm, <laughs> I'm sure we can take it. Um, it would be like like America versus fucking New Zealand, you know? Like, come on, bro. Yeah, right. we're, we're, we're bigger than them. We're fine. Yeah. Um, I don't actually think those are the relative sizes, but, you know. Um, look, if you look at a map, you'll see, like, Belgian Congo is... Huge, and then like French Congo, small. But I asked my mother because I know we have friends uh, who were like extended family um, in <coughs> in France. So I asked my mother. I was like, "When you're speaking in French, because since I learned France uh, French in Belgium, uh, I learned, and they teach us some like slight differences here and there between Belgian French and and French French." And I asked my mother. Um, I was like. So, do you say nonant, which is 90, or do you say quatre vingt dix, which is four, twenty, ten, which is French ninety? And she says um, she has to remember who specifically she is talking to. Because if she's talking to someone in the family, she will say nonant, because that's what they learned speaking French in a Belgian colony. Um, and then, same, we have French family in, in Belgium. But when she's talking to someone that she knows only specifically speaks, French from France, then she says, van dies, which I don't understand. Like, again, maybe they just want to fucking talk more because nonant is just 90, done. Yeah. Van it's also 90, but again, it's literally for 2010.
3: Hmm. Huh. It's like, a, it's like a sexier way to say. <laughs>
4: <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> yes, <yeah. laughs> like if someone didn't know and then you said that like the, if you said it in like the proper way it's just like it sounds romantic <laughs> oh, yeah yeah well, like, well oh, i mean that's, that's what God. they say <laughs>
2: french is, is the most romantic language or some shit i guess mm-hmm.
3: yeah yeah oh that's super crazy oui, oui. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you will definitely get someone just soaking wet Say that again.
2: No, <laughs> <Hey>, we leave. <we. laughs> oh, good job. Good job. <laughs> International man of mystery right here, bro. Mr. Worldwide.
3: <laughs> Fucking people ask. People ask, you know.
2: <laughs> oh man. Um
3: what's All right, so let, let's go back to music. If if you sure. look, Absolutely. What's what's on your uh, your daily playlist for yourself?
2: Oh, um the oh, I,
3: i'm sure it changes because i'm a musician too so i yeah. know that it's to to get that different flow to get different perspectives it's, it's yeah. always changing but what yeah. what's your go-to maybe like five artists that you know um, you always find comfort in
2: so my main artists um just in general mm-hmm. i would have to say um one is miguel i really like miguel okay um i really like michael jackson um which is kind of a no-brainer for most people um i do like marvin gay um he's one of my favorites i really like uh hall and oates i think they're cool nice. I, I, dig, I dig them um i like a lot of bruno mars as well mm-hmm. I like daniel caesar um Huh, I don't know. It's just I have I have a huge mix of, of different things. Right. Um. I I guess those would be it. Those are mm-hmm. the only ones who come to mind, really.
3: Right. So as uh, growing up, did uh was music introduced to you in a certain way for you to kind of fall into it the way you did, or was this more of like a self discovery thing? Like, oh, I'm really into this. Let's see what's going on. Because I can I came back from a. I come from a musical family. Like mm-hmm. my parents met through uh the catholic church youth group slash choir mm-hmm. thing my dad yeah. was a guitarist and singer and my mom loved singing and yeah from that and my dad has always loved music growing yeah. up you know he he never you know did anything other than church yeah. but as a kid i always grew up with uh road like when we'd go on family vacations or road trips yeah it was always simon and garfunkel or yeah, uh yeah. like yeah. old hits like marvin Gaye yeah or um Just uh, Lou Rawls, all this like great old stuff, and the Beatles. My dad's favorite band for a long time was the Beatles. Yeah, you know he has like old Led Zeppelin records and stuff like that. You know, so I was introduced to that as a kid, and then also, but for me, for my own self discovery into music was Tony Hawk Pro Skater. That's (laughs) how I got into punk rock and metal as a five six year old, not knowing what the (laughs) hell they were talking about. I was like, Yo, this is tight. (laughs) <laughs> so That's how I got introduced to music, and then having that family background as music, yeah. that's how I got into you know starting bands, uh, being in a band for I was with uh, in uh, Chris's brother, uh, both brothers were in my band for eight years. Oh, dope! We were playing for eight years doing punk rock and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and you know it was it was really cool because I was able to bring that old childhood just like nostalgia of the Tony Hawk Pro Skater games into my music. Yes. And so that's kind of just like my background. So like, how did, how did it kind of start out for you?
2: Um, it was mainly my mother. Uh, Cause my dad wasn't really around when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's mainly my mother. Um, apparently my dad can sing. So I, I believe I get it from his side of the family. Cool. Um, Cause from what he tells me, like he used to similarly sing in church choir. Uh, my mother can't sing. Um, <laughs> unfortunately. Uh, Cause she really likes to sing and, I have to break her heart sometimes. I'm like, bro, come on. But uh, mainly from her, because you know she was born in like 1973. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know when she was growing up in Congo, um, a lot of Michael Jackson and stuff like that. And um, and since Congolese people, I'm sure Africans in general, and a lot of other cultures, they love to party. And so they were constantly just dancing to like the like funk and pop and all this stuff and um, being born in 1996 uh, you know with the 22 year old mother she would listen to like Backstreet Boys and, and NSYNC I think Backstreet Boys more than NSYNC but my mother she you know she loves all kinds of music. Your mom sounds dope
1: dude <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> my,
2: Everyone loves my mom I'm telling you people like her more than me um, and I, that's really the thing like I just remember every time I was with my mother she was playing different types of music in the car whether it was music from back home uh like like congolese music or music because they listened to a lot of creole music when they were in congo as well Uh, so some of that um or if it was american music or you know western music it was just all these things that i would always hear as a kid um and you know i don't know maybe um it was another way for me to connect specifically with my mother because i'm not gonna you know get into my sob story but um for a time i also didn't live with my mom um Mm -hmm. and she would visit me every single weekend uh so i don't know maybe because of how much my mother loved music and how much she loved enjoying music dancing singing that's kind of what got for me like anytime she would come she would always bring a karaoke machine so we would just sing karaoke when i was a kid yeah um I guess it just so happens to work out that I actually am a really fucking good singer. Um, And it just kind of stuck with me Uh, from there. Like I would just sing random things. And like I said, I think fourth or fifth grade is when I started doing show choir. I did show choir all throughout middle school. Um, Like I said earlier, In high school, I started um, doing sports until my senior year. I went back to show choir. Um, Then two years after I graduated, you know I would always sing but I wasn't really writing songs I was just singing along to whatever I was listening to and then um but I really do think that the my interest first began when my mother would come visit me on weekends and uh she would bring a karaoke machine and I'd sing the songs with her you know so I, if I had to think about it because I've never been asked that before I would have to say that's probably it that's
3: I love that. That's great. That was, that was beautiful. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, that's great. I love I love hearing the because that that's one thing I like to look back on It's just what what in what really inspires people or what what when when people like to think when you can reflect and really kind of like come like put it together like what did it for you
4: yeah. or
3: what got you there like because I, I I for a while I I was trying to figure out myself like what I'm about what I like, why I do things the way I do. And because I always went through life just thinking like I'm supposed to do this, like being, being the son of an, of an immigrant family. Like you have to, you, you feel like you live up to a certain expectation of things and you lose kind of this identity of self. You don't really know what you want to do or you're not sure if the success you envision is the same success that, the people that brought you into this world have it yeah. for you because yeah. they sacrificed X, Y, and Z yeah. so that you can start off with a new A, B, and C. Yeah. So I, I found through a lot of like, just like self-reflection, like kind of just looking back on my past, what got me, why I am the way I am or why I like the things I like. Yeah. You know, it's almost like autobiographical. You kind of just have I, I learned how to be kind of like autobiographical to really yeah. understand why I am the way I am. I had to yeah. look back at what I liked, my interests, what happened to me, you know, to, to understand. So then I just remember, you know, like, OK, this is how I grew up. This is what I had. The Tony Hawk video games, you know, just all that with the, you know, the punk rock and yeah. then having musical parents always trying to get me involved in music. Yeah. But then that got kind of like that faded away later when I was in middle school mm-hmm. and high school and I started showing that I could do well academically. And they were like, yeah. ah, no, nah, dude, that's your that's the ticket, dude. Like, yeah. go with that. Go with that. And for a lot, I realized, you know, growing up when I was when I got older and I was in college, mm-hmm. there was a there were a lot of years when I was just lost. I yeah. I, I I can say four years of my college life, I wasted because I didn't know what I was doing. I thought I was doing what other people expected me to do. Yeah. And once I figured out, once I started thinking back on those things that made me the way I am and made me like the things I liked and talking to people about how I used to be, like I finally had a conversation with with my dad and I was like, he, he was telling me something like, yo, when you were a little kid, we went to the fucking bank one time And we were in line to go talk to the teller and you were just feuding out this shit like, yo, that'd be a good spot for a trap door. Or imagine if some ninja came out of that fucking window or something. And my dad and this guy in front of us was laughing and telling my dad, like, you got a weirdly creative kid there.
1: (laughs) Like, what the fuck? Can we just acknowledge about what just happened? What was that? That bag went from like over there and like it fucking got dragged over there. What the fuck? What? I swear to God,
0: (laughs) (laughs) we got it on camera. Yeah, you think
1: your body's right here, dude? Shut the fuck, dude. I saw it in my peripheral, and that's why I looked back. That, but you were having like a moment. I heard,
2: I heard something. I heard something move. (laughs) Yeah.
3: God damn it, you guys! I was trying to not think my place might be haunted. That's all right. But so one night one night. And this, I try to forget, I try to put it in the back of my head. <laughs> so I was setting up, you know, my bed to sleep, I turned my TV so that I could see it while I'm laying down. And then fucking, I get up to go to the bathroom. And I mind you, I have been laying down on my bed, laying down on my bed where the, the pillows are. You know my phone was, so I'm laying down, looking at my phone, right like you everyone knows that position, laying yeah. down, looking at your phone, and then I had to go pee, so I go to the bathroom and then I come back, and my car keys are next to my pillow' like on the bed, but I would remember them being yeah. there because that's where my hand would have been, yeah, yeah, with my shit, and I was like yeah.
2: No. unless you were like laying on your damn keys right yeah you would would feel that you just
3: you just didn't notice they were there dude like you're fine and I just put it back and then one Uh night I woke up and I looked over towards where my door is and I thought I saw just like bright light like as if my door was open I was like oh fuck so you have that moment like you know when you're sleeping you you all wake up and you think you see a figure you kind of yeah. have that like fight or flight panic <laughs> i had that and i was
1: like fuck no, <laughs> do, you I, do i just
3: close my eyes
1: the second time memo got up it wasn't because you had to pee. It's because we heard like scratching at the door. Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. I I, I think I heard that, too. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Um, <laughs> My grandma's sister is a nun. So if you need some holy water, I got the plug, bro. Dude,
3: you know what? You know what I forgot to do? I forgot to sage this. I just moved in oh, like a month ago, like two months ago. Right into this fucking house. Oh, my Aztec death whistle? <laughs> you think? No, man,
2: have... I've heard that. Oh, my God.
3: <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I got it right here. The Aztec oh death God. whistle. Yeah, that I'm not going to do it on here because horrendous. it's just like shit over Zoom anyways. Yeah, but... yeah,
2: yeah. No, so, I've, I've, I've heard that sound before. Too. Yeah,
3: it's fucking great. Joe Rogan. <laughs> that's where I heard it. <laughs> so, yeah, like, that's what I was saying. I was trying to figure out my life, and then I look back on things, and then, yeah, when my dad told me that, I was like, see, I always had this knack for trying to be creative yeah, or like trying to think of, you know, just random scenarios, and I had this I, – I didn't know that I had this creativity inside me. I had yeah. always – Pushed it aside because I was like, I'm supposed to be the engineer, I'm yeah. supposed to be the doctor or some shit because I was good at math and science growing up. Yeah. But it wasn't what I was passionate about. And then when I finally got into YouTube stuff and then doing this and then meeting Willie and you know getting the podcast all together, I realized like, oh okay. And before that, I I switched majors in college. I was a bio major yeah. and I switched to to film and television. Yeah, yeah that's like a fucking polar opposite game. yeah
2: absolutely absolutely
3: yeah and that's when i realized you know you fucking you figure it out but for me it was suppressed i felt like i suppressed it because yeah. i didn't have an understanding yeah so that's why i was like asking other creatives and artists like oh when did you realize this or how were you brought up so that you kind of knew like oh i i you know this is me this is part of me
2: yeah Yeah, I know. um, My my grandfather um, is a professor, so of course he wanted me to uh, do something like that. And my mom's eldest sister, uh, she used to be a doctor. Now she's um, hospital administration, and she's always wanted me to be a doctor. And um, you know, I similarly just wasn't really what I was into. Right. Um, And you know, the thing that I music while I've always sang um wanting to actually do music like I said started when um my friend back in 2016 or so asked me to you know sing with him and stuff and like I said it kind of fell through but the thing that I was always more into was uh, as you said film and television was actually writing stories um that is something that I I do from time to time, um, and I, I do know the source of that, uh, unlike the music, which is from my mother, the source of the television stuff is uh, movies and shit is actually from my father, because uh, as Chris said earlier, um, well we didn't really say it specifically, but I'm a huge Star Wars fan, or at least I guess I used to be, because um, fuck Disney Wars but uh, damn yeah. all right um, but when I was like when I was a kid and you know, my dad being a huge star Wars fan is he grew up, he was born in 1969. So he was alive when um, he was like, what, nine years old, eight years old when uh, the original movie came out. Um, He used to watch it when I was like a baby. And I know he's told me the story of um, when he was watching a new hope back in the nineties. And I was like six months old, just crawling around and playing with my toys. It's like, as soon as I, heard Darth Vader speak he said I stopped doing what I was doing and I just started watching the movie and he's like I didn't stop watching until I you know fell asleep because I was a kid yeah um, and so that's one thing I always remembered uh, even back when my father and I were not in each other's lives uh, growing up it's like Star Wars has always been my thing and getting into the books and the comics and, and all that stuff mm-hmm. was like the stories that were being told and that is kind of what inspired me uh to write creative stories and shit like that too so i guess the two artistic parts of me when it comes to music and writing stories and, and stuff it's from one from mother one from uh my father i yes. guess
3: that's pretty cool yeah yeah that's nice. oh man yeah. so you don't you so so you don't fuck with the the newest star wars none of them
2: absolutely not no i even wrote one, one. It's Not Rogue one uh, Rogue One sucks.
3: Rogue, you don't like Rogue One, dude? No, I don't. Oh damn! It's
2: boring, unnecessary, and the ending messes up the uh, introduction of A New Hope. Hot take: I got all the hot takes when it comes to Star <laughs> <So laughs> Wars. Damn, dude, that's a whole separate podcast. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> <laughs> dude,
1: that's a podcast in itself. <laughs> Holy
3: shit! So, which so oh, so yeah. of the of the six? That count. Yeah. yeah. Which which one's which one's your favorite?
2: Which one's my favorite or which one do I think is the best?
1: Uh, which one do you think is the best?
2: Yeah. I think uh the original is the best. The first. A yes. new hope. A new hope. I think a new hope is the best. Revenge of the Sith is my favorite.
3: Wow, okay. Yeah. Wow, okay, cool. Yeah. The,
2: right. Anytime I move moved into a uh uh, a new place which hasn't been many uh but every time i've moved into a new place the first two movies that i have to watch are revenge of the sith and a new hope
3: wow okay do you which order do you watch do you watch revenge and then new hope or do you watch new hope and then revenge doesn't matter it,
2: it depends yeah it depends okay. uh sometimes i watch it depends on what i'm feeling like at the time
3: right okay yeah. all right cool dope
2: yeah
0: I think that's going to uh, wrap up this podcast. Um, yeah, Isaiah, sure. your single Paradise, um, where yes. can you find it?
2: Um, you can listen to it by searching Shai, that's spelled S-H-A-I, Amos, spelled A-M-O-S, on Spotify. Um, Shai Amos Paradise. Same uh, for Apple Music. Or if you want to actually be a real one and buy it, you can do iTunes, preferably do all of them, uh, listen to it more. It'll be great. Uh, and you'll enjoy it. Um, you can also, I guess when I distributed it through the company that I did, they put it on YouTube so you can also find it on YouTube, but it's not associated with me yet. At least, uh, it's not like my YouTube channel. Um, so yeah, I would say, you know, Spotify, Apple music, your iTunes, shy Amos paradise. Oh yeah. And, awesome. Uh, if Thank you, you wanna, so, uh, f- like follow one of those, so you can keep up with the, uh, you know, the new songs that are coming out, or follow me on Instagram, which is also Shy Amos. Um, I post updates there when songs are coming out, so, and random stories because I like memes.
3: Yeah, <laughs> all the all his links and uh, anything will be in the description, so everyone will see that. So, we'll be will be G two G, and then um we'll we'll probably post a little clip of. A sound bit of the song, right after oh, that. Oh,
2: that'd be great.
0: Yeah, a great song, man. Honestly, I'm really, really uh proud of you for that, man. Thank
3: you. Yeah. The first, the first thing I noticed, I was like, "Fuck, I fuck with this instrumental real <laughs> yeah, hard." Yeah. You know, like, uh, yeah. The backtrack, the track is just fucking great. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate
0: I played, that. I was playing it uh, this morning when I was uh playing 2K, and then my uh brother Michael was like, "That's Isaiah." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah. right." Like, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I know. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah I, uh, I i really you know for if you guys are listening to it I, I do appreciate that um I, I really do and i'm i more i'm more happy with the fact that people are actually liking the song um because yeah. i would have i know people will listen to it like my friends and family just to support me but i'm happier knowing that they're supporting me and they're actually liking the song as opposed to me putting out like some trash um <laughs> they're like uh yeah you're my friend but you know uh you know what i mean All right so, Yeah. I appreciate um, well,
0: thank it. you so much for being on this podcast yeah, thank
2: you it was a lot of fun it was
0: a great
1: time man Super yeah fun.
0: Uh, th- um thank you for listening to or watching us on for uh, anything for the podcast my name is chris
1: i'm willie and i am memo
0: and we'll see you guys next week
3: cool. Hasta never,
0: and then take me to
2: This is where I want you to be Your smile is all I wanna see